0: for that number one spot, All right, Rappers swearing at your top, but I'm coming for that number one spot, All right, man. I'm coming for that number one spot, keep it going, it won't stop. We have our bottle episode. Bottle episode. Is that a term? I don't know what that
1: means.
0: It's actually, that's, I don't think that's appropriate. Now that I think about it, I think it just means like an episode where they stay in one place. Ah, uh, yeah, oh, like a TV episode.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That has nothing to do with like it. the uh the fly in Breaking Bad.
0: Yes, the fly in Breaking Bad, or or the Chinese restaurant in Sunshine. Chinese restaurant, or the Pink Pendant community. That's a oh, reference you don't
2: I've seen a lot of communities. But...
0: You should keep watching.
2: I might have even seen that. But I just don't remember.
0: So we are. In the year two thousand one, and we are we are officially into the new millennium, right? Because doesn't the new millennium actually start in two thousand one? Sounds like a thing. That's what I've been told. So, you know, I was thinking like listening to the music of two thousand one, revisiting the music of two thousand one. So this is the year that we are each in. Uh, entering fifth grade, right? Going from fourth to fifth grade? Yes. 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 Right. And then, wait, what? were, were this, You, yeah. you, this you is were not before. a brainchild. I was not a burning tree You were at different elementary schools. So. Yeah,
2: which is actually a major. I feel like that plays a big role in my music taste because this is the first year right. I took a school bus, or not the first year, but fourth and fifth grade, I was taking the school bus because it was going kind to of cold spring. And it was like, 45 minute drive each way and they'd always have top 40 on so this was the most i was listening to top 40 music uh so i have a lot of just very distinct memories of listening
1: to these songs on the school list
0: see i'm so smart for bringing up that fact (laughs) because yeah like uh in in a Actually, well, so where, in, in, a, I in a really have... opposite way, in terms of school buses, because before 2001, I was taking the school bus to school, mm-hmm. which is like a good 10-minute ride, and there's a lot of country music playing, so I knew the country music.
2: Oh, wait, I love Apparently
0: much bigger in 2000, because there isn't that much country music here. And then 2001, I start going to Bar T and, and not being on the school bus, and so maybe my music tastes transitioned to top
2: yeah i realized i lied i did take the school bus first through third grade but it was a five minute bus ride and i don't remember if there was even songs on the radio so i i feel like it doesn't count that much but these years so where were you getting your top four? because i didn't have ntv i didn't in the car with my parents is normally like npr or something but then the school bus is where i was getting you know Mm -hmm. like 45 minutes both ways and then also fifth grade was big for me because fifth grade they let us listen to disc men while we did like independent work when you're doing like yeah so i had a lot of time, fractions like, and... yeah blasting my cds was yeah doing like uh what was the math thing called uh math uh, what uh, was um like where you had to do like solve all these problems in five minutes or solve all these problems in a minute like mad minutes i don't right? know we,
0: you're oh well, i don't know we you're, all had mad minutes right You doing smart smart yeah uh, <laughs> no, it was all the same work I was doing Dumb Children.
2: <laughs> yeah, so where were you getting the most of the bulkier, tough radio listening from?
0: Um, I mean, radio to less than an extent, I don't know, like, I, I think...
2: Just kind of infiltrates I, I,
0: everything. I was, I, I was listening to CDs. I was buying, yeah. you know, getting more CDs at this time. I mean, I'll, when we get to a few artists, I'll mention, like, that there, you know, a, a, a few specific CDs I was listening to a lot that, you know, were very impactful. I can remember during this year. um, I don't know, I've been watching like MTV, I don't think. Um, But in some way getting, I mean, I think it was just like, you know, I, there were the artists I was already listening to, you know, the boy bands, you know, Brittany, but then like more like Destiny's Child, more Nelly, more like, uh, you know, other rap music that are somehow being exposed to, maybe maybe through the radio. I don't know. The other thing I'm thinking about, looking thinking back on this time,
2: is this is peak Napster for me, where I yeah. felt so cool that I was getting all these songs on Napster. But I'm also realizing that I don't think I had burned a CD yet in my life. And I have no memory of just sitting at the computer listening to music. So it's like, I know I was at some point because I was really like into my library at Napso, and I'm sure I was listening to it, but I don't have any distinct memories of just like sitting there. Maybe I just played it on my computer speakers and it was like on in the house, but I don't really have any clear memories of that.
0: That just reminded me of something I remember, which is uh, a memory of in the year 2001 or maybe early 2002 uh, and truthfully, you know, but for 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 whatever reason, in general, my my you know memory growing up, but I think with music too, in a weird way, it was shaped weirdly enough by nine eleven um, ah. because, and and I'll mention that later. But like, I have a memory of uh, uh, shout out to sometimes co-host Jonathan Elbaz, who <laughs> might be one of the five people listening to this, um, of uh, sleeping over at his parents' place, and burning a cd oh, nice. and he had more to like shout out to jacob elbaz because i think his dad was like i remember his dad like had like the technology to do that and i was really like impressed and he even had something where he could like print out like a little thing to put on the cd oh, nice! and so i've and i think i'm pretty sure this is i'm thinking correctly because was, I was also making CDs at a summer camp, at, at Holton Arm <laughs> summer camp. Like but, that was part of the camp? Yeah, it was like a done thing that we'd do. It was actually pretty cool because you could like make your own CD. But, cool. but I think it, at Jonathan's house, I made a CD like with like a bunch of hits and then like printed out something to put on the CD. And naturally, what I put on the CD was like an American flag. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. And it, I'm pretty sure had song's like... Probably some songs that were on this list now I think about it, but you know, some I'm sure Usher, some J Lo, some Destiny Child, but so I have that memory. But but truthfully, a lot of like what I remember from this period was linked to like pre or post-9-11, um, a little bit MTV, but um and, and and CDs. But I think I think CDs was kind of the main thing at the time. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do it. So we start with a a layover a crossover from the year 2000 into the year 2001 from January 6, 2001 to January 27th, 2001, four more weeks is Independent Women part 1 from the Charlie's angel soundtrack by Destiny's Child. the watch I'm wearing the house i,
1: live in, I the car I'm driving.
0: mentioning a few notable events that happened during this time one is that january 9th, 2001 the launch of itunes oh wow either of us knew existed at the time and no one else did
2: when was the first ipod being? uh
0: later in 2001 i believe oh really okay. but they weren't big immediately um january 20th 2001 george w bush is sworn in as president uh and january 10th can you believe it the day after itunes is launched AOL and Time Warner merged. Uh-huh. Big event. I was still um, getting all my internet through AOL. Right. I remember I remember seeing that in the news and being like, I don't know what the hell is happening. <laughs> so Independent Women Part One, Destiny's Child. I, I talked about, I'll I'll definitely reiterate it as we keep going, but Destiny's Child at this time, absolutely one of my top favorite groups. I had the CD survivor. I was listening to that constantly. Um, which included another song that we'll get to, um, and yeah, I mean this song, like I remember being everywhere. I remember radio, MTV, like you couldn't escape it. It was everywhere, and it definitely, like I remember listening to that later on in the year. Um, I think it was one of the things where, like you know, it was played so much that I got a little tired of "Independent Women Part One." Um, but I'll say, you know, going back and re-listening to it again. You know, it's a great song. Is it my favorite Destiny Channel song of this time? No, but, like, it's, um, I don't know, it kind of seems like almost like a thesis statement for them, you know, like, it's like the buildup from, like, you know, now that there's three of them and they're, like, huge superstars. And I remember when this came out, I was like, oh, this is going to be everywhere. And it was. So, you know, it, it, it still resonates. And it's a really good pop song, but it's weirdly not my favorite of the ones that we're going to get to
2: yeah i agree with you pretty much totally i for me i never had this album but the like destiny shop for whatever reason i have distinct memories of with napster so and at least at the time or at least how i was using it was just purely singles you were downloading i think because the internet speed like you weren't getting full albums uh in one click when you're trying to get uh napster downloads and like you for me this always falls behind say my name jump and jump in and probably even behind uh, Bootylicious and Survivor. I think, if, I don't know, same as you, for whatever reason, it's never been my favorite Dustin Child song. I think it's a good song. I like it a lot, but I don't have many nostalgic memories or personal opinions on it because I was always listening to the others before.
0: Another thing about it, Survivor the song was the big one for me. And I wonder if it's something like, maybe this is the unconscious thing going on as a listener of like cuz they're both very much like you know uh you know it, you know made to be you know emp- you know mm-hmm. empowerment songs for women you know especially i mean like, like big women, in your face message and then survivor but you know at the time when you're 10 years old not even 10 years old like i wonder if there was some unconscious thing at least for me of like independent women, you know, being so explicitly like, oh, it's Charlie's Angels. It's yeah, independent women. It's like, you know, it's, you know, this is not meant for me. And then Survivor is kind of more like broadly an empowerment thing. And I remember like hearing that and being like, oh yeah, this is like, you know, whatever the equivalent of being 10 years old and like, you know, needing like good music for working out and exercising. Like it was like that, you know, like, oh yeah, this is going <laughs> yeah, sure. to up. Like, um, but uh yeah, because like Survivor is definitely bigger, and then listening back now, it's like Survivor honestly is not that great of a song, and I was actually surprised it wasn't even on this list. But it doesn't, yeah, it
2: felt like it would have been a. Was it towards the end of the year or anything? Is there a reason it didn't make
0: a? It might have been on the top hundred. No, I, I don't know. I'd have to look back. But like, it's on the top hundred.
2: Yeah, and it's fair. It's twenty three in the top hundred. That's oh, why I was surprised it wasn't on. It wasn't ever a number yeah. one.
0: But yeah, I definitely felt like at the time it was like that was the song that was like most resonant. And now it, I don't know, it, it, it doesn't hold up as much, um, but, but yeah, I mean, at, at this point, yeah, it's interesting because like you said, you know, the previous phase of Destiny Child was kind of more resonating with you. It definitely resonated with me, but like this era, the Survivor era was the I one sure. that like really, you know, that's when I got really into Destiny Child. I
2: also love the, uh... Uh, Charlie's Angel movie. So, I'm surprised this song I don't have more connections with. So this is on the soundtrack, right?
0: So, I need to see, I need to see Titanic, I need to see Armageddon, and I need to see Charlie's Angels, the movie. Um, February 3rd, February 10th, two weeks at number one, the debut of two artists, including Ricardo Rick Rock, Ducent. And shaggy with it wasn't me
1: but she got me on the counter
0: it wasn't me
1: saw me banging on the sofa it wasn't me i even had her in the shower it wasn't me she even caught me on camera it wasn't me she saw the marks on my shoulder it wasn't me heard the words that i told her it wasn't me heard the screams getting louder it wasn't me she stayed until it was over honey came in and she got me ready
0: I think I know your response. Yeah? What do you think? Give me the the think I think this is an incredibly important song for you.
2: I think it is too, but I also think I'm like finally getting sick of this song. Oh my God. I, this is one of my first CDs I bought that wasn't, maybe my first CD I bought that wasn't either Bash Your Boys, Sync, Britney Spears, or J-Lo. It might be literally the first that's not by one of those artists. I'm not shot by Shaggy. Yeah, and I, I love this album. I listen to it constantly. Like I listen to it whenever, like individual work time when I we got to listen to CDs. I listen to it while I was on the school bus. But I think, and we'll get to it, but I think the lines between this and Angel have been shifting for me where mm-hmm. I prefer Angel. Now. I always loved both of them, but... I, I don't know I mean it's a good song it's really fun. I like Shaggy's verses a lot but I think maybe for me I'm just I've just heard it too many times and I'm just like kind of over it
0: i'm I think I'm the opposite actually because at the time um this song was everywhere and I got sick of it um, and angel was like kind of like like oh this is more straightforward this is more like know you can feel a little ownership over it um listening back now I I think this is a great song I mean it's 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 like and there's a lot I can appreciate about this song like I love like like the synth like in the background um you know the guitar it's just like it's it's such a fun song and I you know I was also kind of trying to think like did I get it when it came out like did I understand what they're talking about and like I think I did actually. I think like, we I, it's I, pretty
2: explicit. It's kind it's of hard like
0: explicit.
2: Like I feel like there are a lot of songs I'm missing the message from in this era, but this is not one of them. It's just it's hard to not get what he's talking about. Yeah,
0: it's like I don't know if I maybe you know put the whole thing together of like putting a story <laughs> together, but like you know, it's like caught me red-handed, like you know, caught me on camera. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you know, even like a 10-year-old, like dumb, sheltered 10-year-old like me could get what they're talking about um it is i do appreciate the humor
2: of the song a lot like just the idea of, you know i'm on camera just but just know like it's just all the most blatant that you're in the worst possible situation in terms of there's no way you can get out of this one <laughs> somehow you're on camera she heard everything she walks in on you mid like you're red-handed so what are you
0: gonna do <laughs> yeah that's true like in the, in the, when they're talking in the beginning it's like just saying like it wasn't you. It's like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: like you have, you're
0: just doomed. You like, have no so, they're, so so you think they're in on the joke? Like, I think it's, it's a little tiny cheating.
2: Do I don't think it's like Gaslight, so, Gaslight this woman, she didn't actually, I don't think, I think it's just to so be talking about, like, there's, you have no other options. Like, you've blown it. She knows everything. Just like, mm-hmm. there's no other strategy.
0: It's kind of interesting too, that in, in terms of this, the story of the song, it's actually the, Featured singer who's like the central figure. Mm-hmm. Oh, Shaggy. okay. Shaggy's I mean, he is
2: like the, almost the central singer of the song too. Really,
0: it's really more Rick Rock song. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, it's a ton of him. Um, we'll get more to Shaggy. Yeah, and that. I didn't mean I to bash Shaggy it too, too much.
2: It still was, it still was a short list for my top five, but it, but it didn't make it, and I was surprised by that. It's basically what I'm saying. I thought it would be there, and I was, it didn't hit as hard. One.
0: Yeah, I heard it too much. Yeah, I, I, I'm i surprised how much I enjoyed it, just giving how many, how much I've heard the song and how everywhere it was at the time, like I could get a little distance and be like, i still like, this is a great pop song. Speaking of great pop songs, um, February 17th, 2001, we have the first entry at number one. Maybe the, no, definitely not the only one. Uh, but the first from Outcast, we have Miss Jackson from St. me She need to get a hes of the American pie take her right out. That's my house. I disconnect the cable and turn the lights out. And let her know her grandchild is a baby and not a paycheck. Private school, daycare, shits, medical bills. I pay that. I love your mom and everything. See, I ain't the only one who lay down. you want to rip you up start a custody war. My you stay down. She never got a chance to hear my side of the story. We was divided. She had fish fries and cookouts for a child's birthday. I ain't invited, despite it. I show her the utmost respect when I fall through. All you. You will defend that lady when I call you. I'm sorry,
1: Miss Jackson. Ooh, I am for real.
0: Never meant to
1: make your daughter cry. I apologize
2: a times. time. this song is so fucking good. It's just an incredible song. I and this will be an ongoing thing with me, but I have a very distinct memory of the first time I heard this song, which was um, I was in the backseat of a car and we were like doing some outing with. Uh, a uh, family f- friend of ours i mean a whole family that was family friends with us and that their son who is a few years older than me like played it for me in the back of the car on his disc man i was like holy shit this is awesome and this is like i know but i hadn't been hearing it i don't know why like i missed it totally when it was on the radio i guess i just wasn't listening to our stations then like i didn't know the song and that was kind of the only time i heard it and i was so i assumed it's kind of an older song like i assumed it wasn't current but it must have been when he played it for me. So I, I totally missed that it. it was a big thing. And I thought I just like, oh, this, this random, like for me, it's like, this is rap because it was like all I knew, but obviously it's a very poppy song. I just think it's so great. I think under 3000 and Big Boy, I think it's like maybe both of their, my favorite verse of both of theirs might be on this uh, song. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm not the biggest outcast fan, oh, like I should be, but I've never gotten into them. I know you are more, so I'll let you speak on that. But like, I just know that the singles pretty well and like the singles from their solo stuff pretty well. And for me, this just, it's just a great song. For years, I thought they were saying Dr. Cry. That's what I heard it, when I first heard it. And I, oh, like, until I was like, cause I think it was a few years after that that I actually heard it again from that. Like one time I heard in the Discman. Um, hmm. And I don't know why I didn't seek it out or anything. I just like had memory of it, but didn't hear it around. Oh, you're saying yeah. like when
0: he says me and your daughter, you thought it was me? Yeah, and I dad. thought it was
2: never meant to make your doctor me, cry. Me
0: and oh, oh, never meant to make <laughs> your doctor cry. Yeah. Nothing that just... like when he says me and your doctor got us. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't, don't know. Like, oh, okay.
2: The chorus, I always heard this doctor. And then like I didn't yeah. hear it again. Me or something. like, oh, I'm I'm obviously too young. I missed the whole message not, of this song. So I used to
0: Andre 2000s like drawl. Yeah.
2: So then hear it again years later. And obviously, like by then, it's like, oh, this is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean I definitely didn't know what they were talking about. Like I didn't, you know, I definitely didn't put the pieces together like hearing the song like at nine years old. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, so like I I, I was trying to like because I don't have a distinct, like a super distinct memory of the song like I do with I mean I, I remember listening to it all the time and hearing it all the time, but like versus like a song like like Lady Marmalade coming up or I'm Real coming up where I can like pinpoint like here's where I was, like here's, you know, the context of me discovering and listening to the song. You know, this was a song that was just kind of everywhere and it, I think, you know, from a nine-year-old me perspective, I just remember thinking like this is such a fun song. It's such a, you know, like just resonates immediately with people um and you know then knowing who outcast was and then you know later when they have like hey uh, it's like you can feel a little bit of like wow like they're you know (laughs) amazing group and you know doing all this different stuff um you know now listening to it it's like i kind of think of it in like two parts you know knowing outcast is just evolution like going from a group in the 90s that was like kind of you know explicitly a hip-hop group and you know so like ingrained in what like southern hip-hop was and kind of defining like a regional sound and then gradually becoming more and more like mainstream more and more big and you know it's pretty amazing that like that group then like later does like hey yeah and like basically yeah you know is like the biggest thing in music for years um it kind of reminds me of the weekend getting huge
2: yeah, because it seemed like I mean I I don't know Outcast's original release as well as any weekends but it's like weekend, it's like he's releasing these mixtapes, they're great, like hip hop heads love him, but he feels very distant from mainstream. Yeah. And then it's just popular and popular stuff, and all of a sudden he's like the biggest thing on the planet, which is reminds me a lot of Heiya yeah being so massive.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I mean, but like listening back to now, I mean, this is a song that's like you know for basically when this song came out through like the next 10 plus years of my life, you know, I would say like, Oh, this is like my favorite, like, you know, one of my favorite kind of like big pop songs, like mainstream songs. Like I remember, you know, in college, I would, you know, be putting this on like playlists and I would, you know, be at like, you know, <laughs> both like parties and like bar bot mitzvahs and stuff. Yeah. And, like, weddings being like, I want the song to be played because like I want people to like, you know, be, Dancing, having a good time to this song specifically, just because it's like such a, you know, fun song and everyone loves it. Like, you know, it seems like one of those songs that like no one could not like. Totally Uh, agree. Because it it feels, and I think listening back to it now, it's partially because it like, it really touches on like so many, like, it's a weird song. Like, that's the thing. I I think listening back to it now, like, it's not a, you know, this is not, I mean, Heya's a weird song too, but Mm -hmm. it's,
2: but it, yeah. You know, it's not,
0: um, i'm trying to think of like a semi like a similar thing like it's not um um, even it's not like like the way you move right Mm -hmm. like the way you move is a great song but it's kind of like a straight somewhat straightforward like you know pop song really like the chorus um this is like there's so much weird stuff happening in this song like there's um you know the chorus itself was weird like you know the you know it does, you know, woo, like that's specifically yeah, yeah. like a, you know, a, a callback to like Funkadelic and like old funk stuff, you know, from the seventies and eighties, like, and, you know, of course, I didn't know that at the time, you know, and just kind of like the weird sense going on. I mean, it's just like, it, it's a and weird like, song, yeah. but it just somehow manages to like bring in all these different sounds and influences, like into this like great pop song. It just, it just works. And it's pretty amazing to me how like, you know, everyone likes the song it appears <laughs> like at least from my perspective it's like i've never heard bad things said about the song um but it's also just like a weird pop song that somehow became super successful so it's just like it, that just speaks to like how great outcast was really
2: yeah totally agree and then just to add on i mean even weird in the way they do things like break the meter where they're like forever, forever, ever. Forever. And it just kind of like stops the flow and it, it, it goes against the grain of, you know, what you'd expect in these songs. It is really cool. There's so many interesting, like little things to it. And, but then all that being said then, it also you just have some great like rap verses in, in between a lot of the weirdness as well. And it just works really well. I agree. It
0: just feels like a song universally loved by yeah, our generation. I think that's just, that's really what Outkast is. Yeah. like And I playful mean, about a very both, serious like, subject. The song, song is, too. I mean, it's also weirdly, like, it's not a song that I'm going to go out of my way to listen to just because I've heard it so many times. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if it comes on, I'll enjoy it. Like, um, but yeah, I mean, the song is also, I, don't, I think you're right. It's like, it, it's a really good representation of what made Outkast so unique. It's like, you know, it's you know they can make songs that are authentically hip hop, like they're bringing their influences. They're still staying true, like you know, southern hip hop and, and the sound that they created. But then, like bringing all these other influences and just the combination of you know, hundred three thousand bringing all these weird sounds and stuff with like with you know, big boy. Uh, it's you know something. I mean, you know, th- this era of outcasts it's just like it's still great like singing. so i have no idea why i haven't listened so. i have no idea why i haven't
2: listened to them outside of their singles because i love every single one is this should i start with synconia should i start with their first album um eh,
0: no i mean my favorite is, is a quamini which has like is the one before this it has Rosa parks and it has um I'm trying to think of one of the big zones I I maybe you've heard some of the songs on it, but that that's more kind of you know, it, it, it's more kind of like the foundation is still very much like southern hip hop. Mm-hmm. Sanconi is very much like a pop gotcha, gotcha. But it, it's amazing. I think I would actually I think you would like Sanconi a lot. Mm-hmm. It's just it's very yeah, I it's that. Good. um okay. February 24th, March 3rd, March 10th, March 17th, 4th, Shocked that those. One.
2: Spoiler, my opinion. Shocked that this, I sh- I'm just shocked that
0: Miss Jackson only lasted one week. That Miss Jackson was number one for only one week. Mm-hmm. And Stutter by Joe featuring mystical Cole was number one.
1: I called you on your cell phone, no answer you on your two-way still no response i took care of you i loved you and you played me, me stop finding me by where you've been because you're ticking me off. me off
0: just from that just from that clip there's so much there's so much that's funny about that clip to me that like you know paid you on your two-way that's funny <laughs> but then like ending it you're ticking me off like, that's such a funny choice of words. You're ticking me of, off.
2: Sometimes I feel a little bummed that we missed the Pager era. Pagers seem kind of fun. Like, oh, you got a little thing. Oh, it's exciting. Oh, I, I get to call somebody. I know somebody wants to speak to me, but I don't know.
0: I think, I think as we're talking about the song, because I do want to talk about the song, um, it's worth going to the mystical verse, just of how- It comes out of nowhere. How ridiculous it is. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm going to, um, here we go. I'm just going to, you know, here's how uh, I'll introduce the song to me. uh, I'll I'll first say this song was super, like, I was so into this song when it came out. It was on CD. Speaking of actually thinking back to where I got my music from, it was still now CDs. That's true. I shouldn't forget about now. I had a few and they were pretty influential. It was still definitely now CDs, but like, this song was one of those songs that, and I think there's a few, I've talked about this in the past. It was kind of nice to like have a song that was like, you know, not necessarily a song that everyone was listening to. Mm -hmm. like, You know, like, you know, you start your early wasn't me. This is a song that was like, even though it was obviously number one, like, (laughs) it, it, it was, I remember when it came out, like, this is such a cool song. Like, you know, the stutter aspect of it and just kind of like the weird like vocalization of the song and, and joe the singer joe shout out to joe because you know he's a song who i remember at the time he had a song called um i want to know which i think was also on an cd which is like a very much like smooth r&b song that just happened to like be a bigger hit and then we came out with this like this is a big like pop breakthrough like you know it's not just like smooth r&b joe anymore it's you know big pop joe with mystical and i just remember being like this is such a cool song and it it is still like a i i really enjoy it i like that it it um uh am i blanking on the song that it's sampling but you know i I, I can now i what i didn't know there's a sample oh yeah it's a big um i can't believe i had to look this up because it's such a like Passing me by, thank you. Passing me by by the far side, which is a song that you'll know. Uh it's like a classic 90s rap song. But you know, so I can appreciate it with that too. Um, but it's worth saying, you know, just getting I I, I need to play the just intro of Mystical because it's like truly out of nowhere and truly ridiculous. Um here we go. Yeah, I came in i get off my like what he goes
1: get off my couch, that's <laughs> fun, um mystical
0: like you know i i i want i want to watch a, a, a documentary dedicated to mystical who's by the way not a good guy he did some really shitty stuff that got him in jail rightfully he's not a good guy but i would love to know how he became so big during this time from a few songs um anyway your thoughts stutter i okay
2: so very very different background to the song than you than you have uh my notes say and now that I heard it again just now, I think this is wrong. My notes say I've never heard this song in my life from when I did my first listen for this episode. And I was shocked. I was like, how is the number one song from this year that I have no memory of hearing? Um, when I heard it again just now, especially the first like ticking me off, I was like, oh wait, I have heard, like I know this song. So I, now I, I think that was wrong when I have memories of the song, but very odd to have a song from this year where I have no like connection to. I didn't yeah. love it that much. I mean, I, th- I thought it was fine. I, I liked that they kind of like up the, the tempo more than I feel like similar songs uh, from this era. And it's like keeps it driving. And then I feel like the mystical verse just kind of came out of nowhere. And maybe it's good now that I hear it again, but feels so it's like such a disconnect with the rest of the song that I can't uh, really enjoy it. But overall, I think the song is fine, but I don't know. I, not my
0: Cut to tea. This, this is definitely the era of this is the peak era, two thousand one of like random rappers, like pop pop songs, especially like R and B songs, feeling obligated to throw in a rap verse, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just it not necessarily fitting. Like, this is definitely a classic example of that, like, I mean, I we'll get to I'm real later. That's more of a duet, you know. You can say that's a duet, but there's a lot of songs for this time. It's like. You look back it's like why? Why did why did we need like the mystical verse? You know, <laughs> it's like oh, he's a big you know. Okay, it's a crossover, sure, yeah. but um, yeah, it's a yeah. I, I think this is like you know compared to like Ms. Jackson compared to some other songs, it's a song that not as many people know, and it seems like kind of stays back in this era. But I can still yeah, it's it's a ridiculous song that I can take some part in enjoying at least. Speaking of ridiculous songs that are of its time, uh, number one for both the weeks of March 24th, 2001, and then it wasn't number one for a week, and then back in April 7th, 2001, we have Crazy Town, Butterflies. My lady,
1: you my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady, you my pretty baby. i make like shake, make me go crazy. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly, sugar, my late day, yo, my pretty baby. I'll make your legs shake. You make me go crazy. I don't deserve you in essence. Some kind of hidden essence. To show me life is precious, and I guess it's true. But to tell the truth, I really never knew till I'm a see I was lost and confused, twisted and used up knew- The song is kind I of a to, I
0: had to cut off shifty shock. <laughs> Sorry. Kind of a guilty pleasure song
2: for me. I've always liked the song. But listening now, I feel like mainly, it's just the chorus I really like, and it still gets stuck in my head randomly all the time. And I think musically and just like catchiness, I think it's a legitimately good chorus, which says a lot considering how like terrible the lyrics are in it and throughout most of the songs. Um, and hearing it again now, I hadn't listened to it in a while um, when I listened for the show. I feel like the rest of the song is pretty forgettable and meh, but the chorus is still, I just, I think it's fun. And I like
0: it. Yeah, it's not as it's not as like offensive as I think I remember it being. I like, agree with that. <laughs> white is like, because I think I think when people bring up the song, like they bring up like a, it's a one hit wonder. B, it, like, it's such a dated like, you know, yeah, you know, just kind of you know the classic like, you know, uh, uh, like uh, white trash guy rapping like saying like misogynistic shit. Like it's not as offensive as I thought it was, as I as I thought I remember it being. Um yeah, I mean it's not like it's worth it's worth it's worth mentioning that the entire guitar thing is, you know, the thing that I, the, the thing the thing that I think most people like about the right. song is a sample of a Red Hot Chili Peppers instrumental song from like from the late 90s or not late 90s, late 80s. Um, which you know, finally discovered later. And most people, I'm sure, either discover later or didn't know at the time. Um, yeah, I mean it it's it's not it's not as offensive as that, you know, it's it's not as bad or like dated as I again thought it was gonna be listening back to it. It's not necessarily a bad song. I agree with you, like the verses are totally forgettable it's the chorus and the guitar sound that makes it memorable but it's also just like you know like so like you know the band itself the the you know the singer shitty Shellshock, uh who later became famous on vh1 sober house one and two um oh, wow. yeah right um you know that that would be like not memorable and that people you know wouldn't want to like stay with that (laughs) band like it makes perfect sense to me like why this is a one-hit wonder truly the definition of a one-hit wonder but um but at the same time you know I mean you know this is still the time of like you know Lip Biscuit and uh and Kid Rock and you know other kind of you know white guys trying to do rap music very poorly and trying to like bridge the gap between rock and rap in really bad ways um reading the wikipedia pages yeah it seems
2: that critics at the time a lot of them were really into it which surprises me i feel like i feel, I feel it, it because it's not people hard. feel like it was this is like like one quote i'm saying is that among rap rock songs butterfly was the one that completely crossed over for like the first time and it's a, so, it feels like, oh, this is it. Like I could see some people being like, this is the future. Like we've combined like red hot chili peppers and rap which is this, and people are like, oh, this is yeah, it. Yeah,
0: I, I, that makes sense because like, you know Limp Biscuit, for example, like, you know it's Frederick's rapping but it's also like the instrumentation is so aggressive and so hard. It's like, you know, it's like so in the entire you know, sound is so in your face ridiculous and over the top whereas like this one is like you know oh it's like kind of a cool chill like guitar sound and yeah yeah it's more relaxed so like i could see why you know at the time especially people would be like oh this is a little different this is kind of you know more interesting um yeah so i think that's a credit to them you know i just think it's like this is like their truly their one trick like (laughs) you know it's like okay they did they did that so got either had to keep innovating or you're gonna be forgotten and it's like they couldn't do much more so March 31st only one happy week birthday me happy birthday so this is your 10th birthday
2: yeah
0: what what were you doing on your 10th birthday
2: what was I doing on my 10th birthday bowling I think I might have had a joint party with Rahul mm-hmm. where we played a bunch of football in his backyard um, with the uh, of our sets of friends we want a good
0: cake nice so you're you're playing football celebrating 10 years and Shaggy's Angel featuring Ravon was in the background I'm sure wow. Wow. Girl, you're my angel
1: you're my darling angel uh. closer than
0: mentioning that this was something that like it, it changed where
2: yeah but I need to I'm make
0: like, a, a yeah. major caveat to that statement because that was unclear yeah. so
2: that's been true the crossing and like changing regards for the songs and this album for me that's been more like post when this album came out opinions okay. but when this first hit I adored this song and this is my number one from the album uh there are a few songs from this uh Especially from this, like this year and the year, like at this time period, where like I heard it and like something about that song it hit me and I'm like, this is the most incredible, beautiful song ever. Like <laughs> I feel like I had some something about like these two years, like maybe like 2000 2002 song, like some songs just hit me in a way. And I think it's maybe because I hadn't been exposed to so much music and like a lot of things are like very novel ideas to me. But when this song came out, I don't know what it was about it, but I was like, holy shit, this is incredible like I like I think I like showed my mom after I got a nasty, like oh you got to hear this. this is like the prettiest song ever I have a very clear memory of it yeah. so I loved it immediately and then like in the next years I, that's when it was like okay no it wasn't me as my favorite and part of that I think was also because like everyone loved it wasn't me is that, like even when we get to like you know like college nostalgia period like that was the one people always think of with Shaggy right. and then I think it's been like since then where that shift has started I'm like Hearing again, like maybe I actually do like the song more than it wasn't me. I think I still think listening now, I don't fully get why it hit me so strongly. But I do think it is a really pretty song. I think the chorus is really pretty and I like it a lot. And I think unlike some of Shaggy's other songs, I think his verses really fit in with the chorus better in this song. Yeah. Like, um, it's like similar vibe. And I think it just kind of I, I enjoy, I just enjoy Shaggy's verses more in this song than I do in it wasn't me
0: um well he's more the center of the song like it's more like it's more his song it's true featuring a singer doing the chorus as opposed That's to true. it wasn't me which is almost like a duet and then yeah I feel
2: like I'm not talking too much about the musical like instrumentation stuff this year because I feel like everyone knows these songs so I mean, no, it's it just me like,
0: if you're if you're listening at this point and you're still expecting us to just yeah, like have any musical, musical in, music related in insights that that's like, fair this is not
2: i um, am curious so maybe you know what this means wikipedia says it's the second song to reach number one without a retail release and i don't fully understand what that means like was it not released as its own like retail single like you couldn't buy this as a single in stores but like they must have given singles to the radio station still if this was being played
0: yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, I like
2: looked into it, and I still couldn't fully yeah. understand. The first it was one was a single,
0: like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't really know. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a single,
2: but it didn't have a replay. Maybe it just means like you couldn't go to Barnes and Noble and pick up just the single CD of this. I don't know, but yeah, I, don't know. I thought that was
1: interesting.
2: Um, but yeah, so now I'm coming back, and I think this might be my
0: favorite Chaggy song again, and I like it a lot. Yeah. No, I mean, th- like, it's definitely. I mean, it makes perfect sense to me why like. Yeah, I feel like everyone, you know, is, you know, will throw in It Wasn't Me as, in terms of, like, you know, like, songs of people our age growing up, you know, nostalgia songs and, you know, songs of, like, you know, just you still hear a lot and people still reference it. People kind of, I think, forget about the song a little bit, like, or at least, you know, it, it doesn't have the same, like, you know, generational, uh value for whatever reason as suppose it wasn't me and I think it makes sense because it's like this is yeah this is almost like a more straightforward like you know it's a pop song like it's just you know it, it's there's nothing you know it's just like a pretty song and I agree it, it's a pretty song it doesn't I don't know it just it, it doesn't stick with me as much as it wasn't me just because I think what you know it wasn't me it's just such an over-the-top ridiculous concept um you know, and this is very much just like a love song. And it's pretty. Um, the line about, uh, you were there through my incarceration. I want to show the nation my appreciation. It's a that's all that I remember hearing on the radio. And my dad would hear that. And it's like, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and now when I hear that, I agree. I'm like, that's a really great line. <laughs> like It's such a ridiculous yeah. line. That Shaggy's got bars. um And, you know, so now that I appreciate the song, that it's, you know, that it's shaggy. I guess, writing the song about being in prison and his girl staying with him. So that's nice. Um, Until two minutes ago,
2: when I was doing the research I should have done earlier, I didn't, I had no idea that the chorus melody comes from another song.
0: It sam- uh, apparently it samples the Joker, which I can hear. Well, it samples right?
2: the Joker, which I've heard. That part I get. But the whole melody of the chorus comes from a song, Angel of the Morning by Chip Taylor, which I'd never heard before. Um, and it is just the exact, I'm, just trying to listen at the same time it's it is like the same melody much slower and kind of acoustic
0: I'll oh play.
1: there's no need to take a stand it was got to get the chorus before you leave me baby just call me angel of the morning oh. yeah. angel okay. and then slowly
0: That's what it's sampling like like this like folk like yeah wow okay, guess give give Shaggy some, Shaggy some credit for pulling that up. yeah I had no
2: um, it worked
0: yeah no yeah it, it's 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 fine it just it it doesn't stick with me as much and I think I understand why like because of that it, so it's, it's your memorable. favorite it's not as like memorable for a lot of people versus the other Shaggy song with is it wasn't which do you like better it wasn't your in- i like it wasn't me better i think i think maybe at the time i would have said that they're equal or like hmm. maybe i like angel more um just because it wasn't like everywhere but i think with enough distance i can be like okay i can you know enjoy it wasn't me more i, I can enjoy this fine it's not a bad song but just it doesn't like it's not as memorable for me um april the uh, Song because you maybe search Chip Taylor. Um April 14th through May 26th, a full seven weeks at number one is Janet Jackson all for you. Oh, yeah. fully represent representative of the song, but I think everyone knows the song. Um this is an interesting song to me because I I think it's like I don't I don't hear it that much nowadays. Like I, I don't think it's like has the same nostalgia level for a lot of people our age, similar to like Miss Jackson or It Wasn't Me or, you know, some other songs. Um, you know because and I think largely it's also just because you know Janet Jackson's been around forever and like maybe has more nostalgia value for people who are older than us and you know can remember her you know like classic sure. you know late you know 80s mid to late 80s era um but you know this is also a song that was everywhere I mean it was number one for seven weeks in a row like it was everywhere it was on MTV it was on the radio it was everywhere um and probably a song that like trying to, you know, go back and remember it, like song that I think I remember, like not totally resonating with me, just it being everywhere. And, you know, you know, it's not like, you know, I think for both of us, I think we can say like at the time, it was like, okay, Janet Jackson's, you know, I associated with Michael Jackson and, and, you know, this is an eighties artist, you know, being still big. It's not like, it doesn't feel like it's our, you know, eras, you know, artists like you know destiny's child or other people uh or whatever but it's a really good song um i you know i i think you know i i've learned to appreciate jenna jackson a lot just a going back and listening to a lot of her music that i didn't even know about in recent years and seeing how she's changed and evolved and like this to me is a song that it's like I think it also just speaks to her taste, like that she can make this kind of like like, uh, how do you like define like the sound of the song? I think that's one question I have. Because it's like it's a pop song, it has a huge chorus, but it's almost like almost like a lounge ish like it also has a ton of dance. Like, jazzy sound almost like it's there's a lot of different things going on, but it works because it's immediate and you know you know, it's super light, but it's fun. I mean, I I think it's just like, it's a really, really well done song. And I think, you know, it, I can, you know, I I enjoyed having heard it so many times and I can appreciate more aspects about it, but, you know, maybe not the song, you know, the song that like I ownership over or felt like, oh, this is my song, but it's I just think it's a great song. It's super well done.
2: Yeah, I I agree. I really like it. I think it's a really good song. It's one that I remember, I mean, it sounds very familiar, and I know it's huge, but I don't have any, another one where I don't have any distinct memories of the song, I guess I wasn't listening to it at the time, but I agree, it's just a pretty song, it's, you're right, it does kind of have this kind of laid back, almost loungy feel, but it also at the same time has just a solid kind of dance groove, uh, too, going throughout it, it is kind of, a, I guess, a little bit hard to kind of classify, but I feel
0: like, it could go either way in terms of, yeah. I, just, I, I don't know why it calls it like jazzy. It, it's definitely more dance and it's like almost like it's a disco. It's really like a disco. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah. With like Donna Summer songs or, you know, this would fit right in in like the late 70s on these charts. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think it's like it's uh such a well made song and like it. <laughs> You know the, the thing with Janet Jackson too is like she's not a, like great quote unquote singer singer like you know she you know but like in the same way that what makes you know someone like Madonna great it's like it's just the, their taste and their ability to kind of make these songs that like kind of touch on different genres and um, yeah so you know I think it makes sense it's like you know it doesn't like have the sound of like 2001 but it still obviously was huge so. I think that just kind of speaks to like, you know, what makes it a great song. Okay. June second, the song of the summer, really. June second to June thirtieth, this is only f- four, no, five weeks in number one. I would have thought it would have been ten weeks in number one. Lady Marmalade from the Moulin Rouge soundtrack. Christina Aguilera, Lil Kim, Maya, Pink, and Uh, I I missed how many sets You got Missy producing
2: And making some uh, Appearances in the song
1: Alright
0: I'm going to say something over the top, but go for it. I think I mean it. Cause I've got a stronger thing to say this. I think, I think this is one of the most. Like perfectly made pop songs. Like of everything we've talked about, because I think it it like truly like, you know, it, it's like this huge undertaking of like, first of all, putting a pop song together, that's five different artists. um, You know, and obviously being a remake of a classic, you know, song from decades prior. Um, and, you know, being for this movie, this huge movie of its, of its time that I also haven't seen. Um, I just think like it, it, like, it's amazing how it manages to bring in four or five completely different sounds and completely different singers, but like it works. And it just like flows so effortlessly between like, you know, Pink who's, you know, by this time, like making kind of big like pop rock songs and doing like, Get This Party Started, which is actually a song I'm surprised wasn't on this list. Um, you know, to Maya, you know, being kind of like a R&B pop singer, to Christina Aguilera, you know, belting it out. And then, you know, having like a little Kim verse. I mean, it's just like, all these different things, all these different styles. And they managed to like each do their own thing, but it just, it works so well. And I just like, you know, again, at this time, the song was everywhere. I heard it everywhere. I remember hearing it in the car for the first time and being like, what is this like? Um, and probably getting sick of it because it was literally everywhere. But now listening back to it, it's like, this is, I, I'm, I, 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 I'll say like I, I didn't put this in my top five for the year but I almost did like it's just just because I've heard it so much but it's such a well done song I mean I, I really give some credit to let's see who made it Bob Crew and Kenny Nolan great job guys yeah I'm pretty Actually, that's much original. every that's the original so keep, keep, you, you talk well yeah
2: um, I've been looking at writers
0: it's the same Missy Elliott. I mean, Missy Elliott helped bring it, it is, Yeah, it is, yeah. I mean, we'll talk more about Missy Elliott, but like, this is just such a it's it's a great, great song. Yeah, pretty much
2: everything I'm gonna say is, I feel almost exact. I feel like this is the most aligned we've been on uh, opinion of a song in a long But I'm still gonna say it anyway. I, this is just a great song. I'm. I think I just forgot to like put it in my little playlist that going for shortlist songs of the year for me. And that it definitely, I don't know. I'm like thinking like they call an audible now and stick to my top five. is very close. Like, like you said, I think it's very close. I love this song. I always, always forget it's a cover. I feel like four separate times I've discovered it's a cover and been surprised. For some reason, I always forget that. I, And that's just a cover. But like you said, a cover of a massive song. Yeah. Um, it's the ninth song. This is the number one song in 1924. Yeah. The ninth song in uh, American Billboard history to be number one with two separate versions, which kind of higher than I would have expected. Um, it feels hard to do a song that like so well known and then be so successful. But it, it I mean, yeah, like you said, it, it seems like it'd be so hard to get. The four singers on the song have such distinctive voices. It seems like it'd be so hard to get them all to fit well in a way that clashes, that doesn't clash, and also like still lets them all show off their voices. And it just it works perfectly. It's like everybody feels like they're trying to act to each other in a way that just works. It, it all just comes together so well. Uh, other things about this, I remember my mom explaining to me what the French meant. And I just felt like so cool, like telling kids in my fifth grade class, like, did you know they're saying, like, would you sleep with me tonight? Like, (laughs) that was so much fun for me as a little kid. A little secret. Yeah, I love uh, the line, living his gray flannel life is such a good line. And it feels like such a modern put down, but it's from the original version. I think that's in Maya's verse. Or no, I don't, it's not Maya's verse, but I think it's like Maya throws it in there in somebody else's verse. Um, like it's kind of like an aside in between. Lines. I, I could be misremembering, I need to hear it again, but I just heard that. I'm like, man, it feels like this would be a new addition to the song, like mocking somebody for like their gray flannel life. But no, that comes back in the Patty Labelle version.
0: Um, uh, yeah, great song. Yeah, it's also like it, what's interesting to me too is that, like, you know, I think most people it's kind of like you know, agreed upon that's like this big build up to the. Christina Aguilera verse where she's like truly belting and it's like she's kind of the featured person but is that what people to me she know, doesn't you know, feel like, that feature you know it goes like everybody's... and then like she's like coming in gradually and she takes the last big verse it's like so uh, you know it's kind of like a showcase for her and at least towards the end um
2: I can but, hear it but I
0: feel like all of them are really yeah, like yeah, I just you know, feel like, like, like all of them
2: seem to be, have really impressive verses
0: I I I've actually wondered for a while and I still am wondering like it seems like they're going to remake this song like you know it seems like they could remake the song now and people would like and it would work and like it would have the same type of impact like you know get you know bring in you know people of similar styles who are now you know bring in like Ariana Grande they bring in yeah like it was, you know Olivia Rodrigo taking like the pink verse maybe or you know bring in uh, the, I don't know, Cardi B doing the low Kimber. It's like, you know, you could make this, you know, every 20 years and it would still be a huge, huge hit just because it's like, you're bringing, you know, all these styles, but it, this all makes it work somehow. Yeah. And, you know, but like, I think too, it's like obviously bringing the rap side of it, bringing in the hip hop side of it, that's new to this version. And I think so many times people try and do that you know incorporate like hip-hop into a pop song and a lot of times it just doesn't work very well but like here it does like it's just you know I think it just speaks like the production and the writing of it that like you know it works so well definitely so we move on to July 7th I gotta start finding these songs before I talk you remind me Usher which is July 7th to July 28th, four weeks.
1: I'm reminded when I look at you. But you, you remind know. me of a girl that I once knew. See oh, your God. face whenever I bought she was the one for me till I found out she was on her dream oh she
2: I like this song I feel like I like this time period because I've talked so much about how little I like R&B and now we're getting the R&B songs I really enjoy that I can feel like I can turn a corner there and this song I just really I think it's really pretty um I really like how it feels like very intimate pinned like singing early on and then the chorus comes in with the harmonies to kind of give it a different sound that I I think really works well for me um I assume it's him harmonizing with himself but I don't actually know for a fact and I don't see it on the wikipedia page but yeah I just think it's a very pretty song it's not one that was like ever in consideration for like a tough spot for me and a big part of that is just because I don't have much nostalgia with the song I don't doesn't I don't remember I mean I remember hearing it but I don't remember having a connection to it at the time but yeah listening yeah. to that I mean I've always liked Usher a lot and, but this is just one of the songs I didn't know that well and I really grew I think a big part of it, for me is these RB songs that I'm liking more obviously we've talked enough about hip-hop elements coming more and more in which is is true here as well but I mean this song's not the most hip-hopy y. is closer I think to a lot of the pure r songs we've heard before yeah, and I still like, really like it. it
0: has like you know light influences that yeah kind of like you know bridge the gap I guess. But
2: I think I, I like that I think a big part that I'm still discovering is that I upper tempo songs for R and like a lot more. And this pushes the tempo more a lot more than some a lot of the slow jams we kind of agreed on not being our our thing uh, earlier on. So I think the up tempo works well for me. Uh I just think it's a pretty song. I like it.
0: Yeah. I mean I just is super interesting to me because I think he is an artist that like deservedly gets credit for kind of bridging the gap between R&B and hip hop like, you know, he gradually brings in more of a hip hop influence and like, you know, I mean there's so many songs you could point out that represent that. Um, And you're right I mean like this is like represents that it's more upbeat than a few other songs including one song we'll get to. Usher's was kind of interesting to me because and and i'll just speak for myself like you know when these songs were out again i remember hearing them everywhere you know they're on the radio this song you got a badness on the radio uh i think there's another big hit that i'm not remembering right now but maybe so you don't have to call i think from this era but like like i remember he, again in the same way that like Destiny's child or j-lo like were like these are our artists or you know just speaking for myself like you know oh i'm going to go out and get the cd and like follow this you know group or this singer you know Usher wasn't really that for me at this time and then only a few years later with like confessions when he has yeah and he has you know uh, burn and all those songs like that to me represents at least for me like oh that's when like he was you know everyone was listening to the cd and you know he was like front and center in terms of like what was big and what everyone was listening to. Like at this time, it just like, kind of similar to like Janet Jackson. I just remember being like, okay, this is like a good song, but it's not like, you know, my favorite singer or whatever. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I think it's like, it's it's a good song. Like, you know, it definitely kind of incorporates like safe, nice hip hop influences to like a pop song. I don't know, it doesn't resonate with me as much. I'm not really sure why. Like, I just think it's like, it's a well done song, but it's not like the same showcase to me that like other Usher songs are. I mean, to me, like this seems like a song that like, honestly, like I could see like NSYNC doing at this time or, um, or, uh. uh Maybe more Backstreet Boys now. Backstreet Boys. I mean, you know, it, like, it, it seems like a song that anyone could do. Sure. Whereas a song that we'll get to later, to me, resonates with me more by Usher. So that's that's what I'll say. But, you know, it's a good song. It's, you know, I won't turn it off if it's on the radio, but it's not as memorable. That's fair. To me. So we get to June, August 4th. To August 11th, so we are nearing the end of the <laughs> summer, and That's we right, have so we're nearing the end of pre 911, the end of <laughs> innocence as we know it. Oh. bootylicious
1: Dusty Tussie's <laughs>
0: I'm going to make another big claim here. Okay. okay. That's why I always
2: pause before going first, because I want to hear yes.
0: if you have any big declaration. <laughs> Give me room to make my claim. Um, I'll first say at this at the time, again, having you know spoken to the fact that I had the Survivor CD, I was listening to it all the time. Super into Destiny's Child. This was a song that wasn't as you know I didn't connect as much with compared to like Survivor or some of the other songs, Independent Women, even like. I just remember thinking it was kind of a stupid song like for I think reasons that are probably not surprising why people would think this is a stupid song um, I think this might be like maybe besides Say My Name I think this might be the best Sesame Charlotte song Wow! and here's the reason why it's the most just like blatantly like innocently fun song that they can make um it's just so ridiculous it's them having fun it's you know it's called bootylicious it's it's just you know this big pop dance song um and there you know there's like little things that i noticed re-listening to this that i really like enjoyed and appreciate just like the little part where they say like like let's uh cut a rug and scat some jazz and then they go bye bye and it's like it's so ridiculous and like but it's like, it's fun, you know? And, and yeah, I think, yeah. to, you know, when you put this next to like, a song like Survivor, which is, you know, a great song, but it's like kind of serious. And like, it's supposed to be like this empowerment anthem. Like, it's almost like a breath of fresh air, this song. Um, and I think it's just like, truly one of the like, the best like samples, like of a pop, you know, pop song sampling an old song, you know, the fact that this is sampling uh, uh, Edge of 17 by Stevie Nicks, the guitar part. Which I think even at the time I knew that that was a sample, but you know, just turning that riff into this like, you know, ongoing beat, and I, I just think it's just such a fun song, and it's something I wish like maybe they did more of. Now, like, you know, again at the time I thought it was so stupid that they called the song Bootylicious, but I think I I can appreciate it from a different perspective now. Yeah. I...
2: I don't know if I, I well no I know I can't go as far as you um, because <laughs>
0: I like jump and jump too much.
2: So yeah. jump and jump that, so that, and that,
0: that's a party song too. That that's also like a just big yeah, you know, it's not like a series song. So those two are
2: always in a tier for tier of their own for me with Destiny's Child songs. And I don't know why, but I do like what you this was um yeah, I liked it more than I remember liking it at the time. I do think it's a good song, and it is a lot of fun, like you said. I think, for me, it's a little too repetitive uh, mm. to kind of take it to that next level for me. Like, it is, I don't know. It, like, a lot of the chorus, which is fun, but it comes around a, a bunch of times, and I don't know, I guess the verses aren't as memorable for me. Um, but I feel like it's still got that great beat that makes you want to dance, like so many of Destiny's Child's songs. Um, yeah, it is fun. I like it. It's a good song. I don't know much
0: that. Kelly Rowland has mentioned that "Bootylicious" is the most irritating Destiny Child for her. <laughs> well, Destiny's Child song for her, since she has heard it too many times. Fair. Like I think you know, it's... I, I, I get it. Like, and I think maybe it's just like it was everywhere. Like, and it kind of stood out. So, um, but I think with enough. Distance, at least for you know, for me, I can appreciate the other things that maybe I didn't appreciate. So uh, the last song by a
2: girl group to top the US charts. I would I mean, never have guessed that.
0: Like even till today?
2: That's I mean, unless this has not been updated, that's what that's crazy song Wikipedia. I mean, I guess once I guess, Destiny's, I guess child, I
0: mean, Destiny's child it's Destiny's Child's last number one.
2: Yeah, but once Beyonce goes solo long like who are the girl groups still around? And I can't think of it.
0: That's true. We I need mean, more girl groups. Yeah. Girl groups are good.
2: I don't know who who could be a contender of these days. We got it maybe like a super group of artists. Like, I mean, like, Boy Genius is not big enough,
0: but I, I can't even think of other. Well, you got uh, Fifth Harmony. I don't know Fifth Harmony. I don't know enough. I don't care enough about them uh, to expand. August 18th, she was September 1st, three weeks, the of number one, the first number one song by a very young artist at the time named Alicia Keats, and the song is called Fallen. Yeah
1: i
2: on this, one. this This is one like Angel for me where something about it just struck me I was just like oh my god this song is so beautiful like when I first heard it. and it makes a lot more sense with this song because it is just like an amazingly yeah. pretty song. Um, I remember at the time it feeling so unique to have like an artist playing piano as maybe like it was just an incorrect memory but at the time it felt like man this is something so different. And I was trying to think, like, is that true? I mean, have we had any? I know we had a couple of Elton John songs make it onto our list of, uh, like, for podcast years. So, so 91 on. But I couldn't think of any others where, it, you know, soul artist is playing the piano. So I guess it was, I mean, especially this year, obviously, very different from the other number ones. Yeah. Um, okay. But it did, so at the time for me, it felt... First off, incredibly beautiful and like really hit me hard. And then secondly, it felt so different and so fresh compared to other stuff. I got very into Alicia Keys. So I honestly can't remember much of the the rest of the album. Uh, I just remember awesome. loving this like song, song so much. The, album.
0: the album's great. The song, uh, 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 A Woman's Worth. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I remember Like Me All at the time, just now the only song I can
2: remember is this. And I just still it's
0: the most, it. yeah. Um, without getting too much into it because it will reappear for me um as a spoiler but uh it's i agree like it's a song that at the time hit me i think you know in the same ways that it hit a lot of people because it's like alicia keys when she came out was like not only hugely successful but like won tons of grammys i remember you know she was like she was oh. everywhere for a while yeah and i think you know the story is that like you know she's was, I don't even know, like maybe not even 20, like maybe even still like a teenager, but like, you know, was this like, you know, musical, you know, the, what do you call it? Uh, you know, seen as this like, you know, young musical genius, like you know classically trained, you know, she's classically trained pianist. She did like classical music, but then she could do soul music, like, you know, really lauded as being like the next huge thing, like, and correctly, obviously, cause she's been super successful. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I agree in, in the same way that, like, this song just stands apart from so many other songs on this list because it's just, like, piano-driven. It's, you know, it's R&B, but it's, like, a classic kind of piano sound. Um, you know, the vocals. Like, it just it, it stands apart for, for some reason. Like, you know, comparing it to, like, you know, so many other songs that are, you know, hip-hop based or pop based, like, um, yeah, I mean, I, I loved the song when it came out. I still love the song. I still think it might be her best song that I know of. Um, and, you know, it, it's just a classic. I, I think it's just like, you know, one of these songs that's going to remain a classic for a long time. We move on to a song that's not at all, like, Alicia Keys Fallen. Rather, it's... Is this the first entry for uh for JLo? No, it's not. She had a number one before. Yeah, she had one from that one for this. I believe this is the first entry for Ja Rule. Oh, interesting. And right now, iTunes is being difficult. As I search for the song. So am I
2: remembering right, do you think? Or were there any... Like singer, piano players, solo artists that we've had on this podcast besides Elton John and Alicia Keys, um, I can't think who else it could be.
0: Piano player, I mean, I don't know. That's a good one. I think I, that's I, why I, it felt so different to me when it know, came I mean, out. It, but it, no, but it is there. I mean, look, like it's different for its time. Yeah, it'll be different now. Um. All right september 8th to september 22nd is worth mentioning this is the number one song during september eleventh, two 2001 which is and it's a song that i associate with that for those reasons um it's i'm real even though it's a really sad song i'm real featuring j-lo
1: I all your friends. Yeah, yeah. But you nigga don't understand. My, my love. Cause I'm real The way you walk, the way you move, the way you Cause talk. I'm real. The way you stare the way you look, The style.
2: This album, but I had the version of the album before. I think it was the same year they reissued it with this remix track after it got big.
0: Did you have the JLo album or the Jaru album?
2: I had, oh, is it on both? I had the JLo album. Uh-huh. I had the JLo album, and I guess okay. later on in 2001, they released a reissue that it was the same album that had this track, this remix. So okay. I don't have any personal memories really of this song. I don't remember really? hearing it much on the radio. And I listened to that JLo album a lot. So I know the original. <laughs> But I did like know it way less than a lot of the other songs on the album for whatever reason. Um listening again, I thought this is fine. I always kind of enjoy a duet. it, uh, but I think I like the original more. It's it's kind of got that same chorus without jaw rule.
0: I think the original, right? the original I'm real.
2: I could be missing. I think so, yes. I think that's the original.
0: I mean, this is a remix.
2: Yeah, this is murder remix, the, the murder is, remix. But I'm real yeah, I'm real itself was on. Uh, was on the album and it that I listened to a lot, and I think I like it a little more than those three mix. But I don't, yeah, I don't know, just not a super memorable song to me. It's fine, I like the
0: original better. That's like it. I have to go back and listen to the original. Yeah, it's got the okay, same melody, but it's more like, upbeat. I'm gonna, beat. I'm gonna play a small snippet. Yeah,
2: the chorus is. The
0: same, but... Even, there's like nothing that's similar yeah but the chorus a then is the same song
2: the chorus is the same without daryl coming in and pastor, I faster yeah right yeah so
0: that, I, I i faintly remember that the, the original but yeah um yeah i mean so a few things about this song um i remember seeing this on mtv when it came out and remember being like this is my new favorite song i was so into the song when it came out i think a lot of people were and i think the reason why is maybe because like you know, talk about like bridging two artists that really should not be together. <laughs> like, you know, J-Lo and Ja Rule and like, you know, Ja Rule kind of putting on this, like, you know, buff, like gangster rap persona, um, you know, throughout this period, but then kind of doing this like love song with J-Lo, um, but it worked obviously in terms of commercial, like in terms of the commercial um, play, um, and the interplay between the two. Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate that it's like it, it, you know, this is really like a duet. I mean, it really is a duet because they're constantly, you know, exchanging. Um, um <laughs> listening to the uncensored version was like almost like a shocking moment for me. There's so many N-words, there's so many, you know, just cursing and there's a lot of misogyny in, in Ja Rule's verse, honestly. And it's like. You know pretty ridiculous mm-hmm. um somewhat minor controversy from the song was that in in the remix JLo in one of her verses says the n-word which actually makes sad. sense to me in terms of like at the time it not being a big deal
2: yeah
0: like, you know she's like putting on like a rap you know persona to the song but like now she can never ever do that because <laughs> she is not black in any way um so uh minor controversy i learned about um Yeah, I don't know. I think this song, like, for a lot of people, I mean, I can think of, you know, several friends of ours and, you know, people I know, where, like, this song is very much, like, you know, a song that people love in terms of, you know, having so much nostalgia for and I get it, because I loved the song when it came out, and I still like the song. I think it's, like, a really, you know, bringing in different samples and kind of bridging, again, the gap between rap and pop music. Like, I think it does that really, really well, and I think that's probably, you know, uh, that's a credit to Ja Rule as much as anyone um, yeah I feel like it was a blind spot I don't know like
2: I, I feel like I missed this when I was out and we know what yeah, it was about it it, was everything it feels I like know. like you said like being in number one 9-11 feels like something that I should have very distinct memories of hearing or listening to
0: I mean but it's not even a song I mean you know Fallen you know talk about you know kind of uh, like the title song (laughs) like you know being a song that's like you know it's a sad song like that to me is much more representative of this specific period but like Mm -hmm. um yeah i don't know i i I still really like the song i think it's like it's super dated in a lot of ways but i appreciate how it's like it's also kind of like the coming out party for like j-lo and her kind of taking on this like you know hip-hop persona and trying to like show you know she has like you know cred in that area Um, And like, she kept doing that to an extent. Um, So it's like a huge song, I think for her in a lot of ways. Um, Yeah, I don't know, I I think it's really, it's a fun song. It's a little dated, doesn't hold up quite as much, but I I still enjoy it. And I think for that reason, like, I think it's a song that like will continue to like, be considered like, you know, a great song in this time and people still like have nostalgia for. Like, I think if you're throw this on at a party, or anywhere where there are like people our age, it would be like a big deal. So that's my opinion of the number one song of September 11th, 2001. Um, September 29th through the 27th, we have another Fallen goes back to number one, and then for two more weeks at the end of October, I'm real is back at number one. So it's the J Lo, ja Rule, Alicia Keys. Everyone's listening to that after 9/11. Um, all of November, November 3rd through december 8th six weeks and number one we have family affair the first believe it or not number one single by mary j blige
1: we got to get it wrong mary j is in the spot tonight and i'ma make it feel all right come alright. on baby just party with me let it loose and set your body free oh. leave your situations at the door so when you step inside jump on the floor In this dance-a-ree. we got y'all open, now
0: you're so you now you for me don't need no hateration. Holleration. Holler in this you go first yeah um i think in a similar way of like with janet jackson and to an extent with usher like what i was talking about before in terms of like an artist that i remember the song being everywhere it was super big Um, but it didn't, you know, it didn't feel like my song, you know? Um, so it doesn't have the same like nostalgia value to me as some of the other songs, but I mean, listening back to it, like, as you know, as as I've grown to appreciate Mary J. Blige in general, like she makes really great music and has tons of great hits. Um, actually, as we're talking, I want to like, find this one thing, but, um, it's, it, it's not as memorable to me. I don't know why. Like, it just, it kind of feels like she's like, like it, it doesn't feel like, um, you know, it's a good song. It has like a catchy beat, has a catchy chorus, but it just doesn't like resonate with me. It doesn't stick with me as much. Um, and, and what I want to hear is, is we, I think we talked about this in the year 1992 or 93, but the song Real Love, which is her first big hit, which everyone knows, I think. I wanna see if there's a similar sound here, so just bear with me. I'm searching for a real love. Yeah. So, like the piano, kind of like the bump, bump. Yeah, bump, yeah. Bump, like I hear it. There's a similar sound to that, but I think with that song with Real Love, it's just more memorable, it's more hooky. Like she's doing more with the chorus, like. Her, there's kind of other stuff happening. I, I just, Family Affair just is kind of boring to me. I don't know. It just, it didn't resonate with me very much. Yeah, Like You, it was one I don't
2: have, didn't feel like a connection to like so many of the songs on this list. I did like it a lot. I think, I think I really like the beat um, by Dre. Um,
0: it no, just makes sense.
2: I even yeah, makes sense. It, when you when you see it, it's like oh yeah, that makes sense. It's like it, it has this like driving bass line that kind of like pushes the song forward, and I do think the chorus is great, but I don't know. The, yeah, like it's like I... if, it it's one of the songs I hear and I'm like oh I should really like this song like it's it's pretty and it's got things that like work with me, but it's just something about it it doesn't hit me in a way that's like oh yeah I want to hear this again. Yeah,
0: yeah it's just a, you know I kind of like. You know, Mary J. Blige has this great, unique voice, but I feel like she's not really doesn't use it as much in this song. I kind yeah, of you, like I it, it, it. Makes sense that this is a Dr. Dre song because I can hear it now that you mentioned it. But like, it almost feels like more like his song, like featuring Mary J. Blige, and I kind of wish it was like more of her, like you know, doing more with it vocally. But yeah, she's not showing up. Probably, off her, probably what she was going for yes. was like the crossover, like pop, right, right, you know, hip hop thing. Um Okay. One week, December 15th, 2001. And number one is Usher's second entry. 2001 is called the You Got a Bad.
1: After all that, this is what I found. Nobody wants to be alone. If you're touched by the words in the song, then maybe you, you got it. You got it bad. When you're old, ain't
2: I don't know what it is about Esther, but I always just seem to like him more than other like his contemporaries. Um that's what, it's what that, I think. sound. He a con- it's a contemporary production sound. Like is that it? It maybe, maybe that is a I because like you know, repeating myself again with Usher. But like, cause like at first and I should think like, okay, what are the RB songs that I endured from this time? At first it was like, oh, it's the one with like the most or the quickest to get to that like hip-hop influences incorporated. But then I hear Usher was like, Yeah, you know, there's hip a lot of hip-hop influences, but it feels less hip hop than other stuff of this like this year in particular. So I'm like, okay, well, it's not just that. I think for one thing that I just discovered when I got to this song is I like his voice a lot more than uh Artist doing similar songs. I think he's got a really good voice that I maybe
0: yeah.
2: always heard, but like didn't really notice specifically when I was listening back in the day in two thousand one. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I just there's also something interesting that's going on rhythmically with the vocals in the song. Like there'll be places where you're like squeezing in a bunch of syllables into like one bar in a way. It just like kind of mixes it up a bit that I think adds some kind of intrigue to the song uh, that keeps it from sounding repetitive which i feel like has been a critique of other RB songs for me um yeah. he's the only solo male act of the whole year to hit number one which is wow it's kind of an interesting year because yeah. um like there's a lot of
0: like there's a lot of duets a lot of duets are featuring
2: yeah or like ensembles like lady Marlot, there's like shaggy always doing his thing with his features um Mm -hmm. so yeah it does make him stand out that much more for this for the number ones at least just listening to them going through uh yeah i don't know i enjoyed it more than i expected i I need to listen to more usher because it's another one of those groups like outcasts where i mean where i i've only listened to his singles and not listened to any of his albums
0: um but yeah i like the song more than i expected i really like the song a lot and i'm glad i went back and really listened to it because this album like this period of usher there are three big songs that all started that the titles started with the letter u yeah there's you remind me there's you got a Bad, and you don't have to call and there's others on the album that also have that like he was really big into his you know <laughs> referencing the uh, like prince with just writing the word u is the letter u but and he also had, you don't have uh, you make me want to which is from years prior to that so like i like all these songs were mixed up in my head (laughs) Mm -hmm. maybe for that reason um i think this is a fucking great song like it's just a great r&b ballad that has like its pop hook in the same way that years later we'll get to burn like burn Mm -hmm. to me is similar in terms of just like it's kind of a r&b ballad that kind of transcends like that i think for a similar reason that you like this more than like say like, you know, the the boys to Men songs we would listen to, or, you know, even like Janet Jackson songs, like this song resonates. I I think the same thing with me, like it's the production sound is more modern. Like there's even in these slow bouts, kind of slight influences of hip hop. But I think this is just like a beautiful song. It's It's a showcase for him. Yeah, it's a solo song. Like, you know, he, you know, hits high notes. He does kind of more interesting vocal stuff. You know, I wish he still did now because I think some of the songs he puts out now aren't necessarily like his songs. You know, um, yeah, it's just I, I think it's just like a beautiful like R&B ballad that um, sticks out to me from like "You Remind Me," which, as I mentioned, doesn't stick out quite as much because it's like whereas, as I said, like that song I think could have been made by a lot of other artists. This song is like it's his feature, you know, like it's his showcase. Yeah. Um, I just this
2: is a bit of a tangent but um so like Wikipedia we already had the conversation they said uh uh bootylicious being the last number one by a girl group right is that just outdated terminology for any female act because it feels like there's a differentiation between like boy band and girl group to like rock band or like other genres I don't know what it is you know what i'm saying though, like yeah like if uh if the chicks had like a hit later on which i don't think they do but like theoretically like would that count as the next girl group yeah. or is that different no, that's the female it band would.
0: it would but but i i believe it when you say like this that that was the last like girl group because
2: because like in my head i'm like do i say girl group is that offensive and then i'm like no it's like boy band girl group is its own thing in my head
0: yeah but no no, no it's maybe that's not enough actual I think you're you're right I mean I think you're definitely right about that um yeah no I I, it's interesting to see like yeah you're right like this era this year there's so many groups yeah and things that like you you know you don't have the girl groups you don't even have like you know that you did during this time you know just how much stuff has changed I mean this was 20 years ago so um yeah the only solo artist the entire year yeah. they weren't
2: like they didn't have a feature or duet or anything were mm-hmm. Janet Jackson, Usher mm-hmm. Alicia Keys, Mary J.
0: Blige yeah speaking of boy boy groups, boy bands wrapping up the year December 22nd to December 29th is I think a song that stands out for multiple reasons it's Nickelback's first number one song maybe their only number one song it's called How You Remind Me
1: must have
2: damn the you in Okay, so this so just the act of listening to the song reminds me of when we had Creed last year as one of the last number ones because like both of them very malign groups nowadays that I yeah. like made a real conscious effort to go in with a like try to go in unbiased and just like can I see how I hear the song. Yeah. For Creed it didn't work. I just I didn't like that song but this song I, I liked it more than I expected. And I think I say this a lot, but I think part of it, I think is just being so different from every other number one. So like when I'm like doing this exercise, it's like I hear all these songs I like, but so much hip hop, so much R&B. And then we get this song, which is the only rock song in the entire uh, list of number ones that I think the freshness makes it me like it more. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I think it's like it's never going to be one of my like top five or close to that because I feel like it's just too similar to so many other songs I have memories of from this year even if they didn't make the number one list and it doesn't stand out enough for me but I enjoyed it more than I expect it also um it's apparently the most played song of the decade in the USA wow which at, when I first showed I was like what this song really but then I'm thinking I mean it comes out early like I do remember this song being on the radio a ton right and maybe that's why everybody just started hitting flex so quickly it's just overplayed or it's just like on all the time back in the day
0: yeah it's it's interesting I agree I, I actually I think it's a better song that people give it credit for like with that said it blends in a ton with like the creeds mm-hmm. of the period or like the other like post grunge you know one hit wonder bands like Default and Fuel in all these memorable bands um that the uh, one hit wonders um yeah i think like i i do think sometimes it's like why is like nickelback specifically like the mm-hmm. band that like just turned into this like punchline of like oh they're the worst band ever you know just like and maybe the maybe not as much anymore but like 10 years ago like people would be like oh nickelback is the worst literally the worst band ever and it's like they're not that bad like they're you know they're not good but like there's worse music out there believe me like i think that this song it has enough at least for me like nostalgia value that i can enjoy it listening back to it and and i think it's not a bad song like it you know it has like even the verses like are you know memorable enough um you know and I think Nickelback gets some unfair like hate for being like the worst man ever. Um, yeah, I
2: was, I was thinking the same thing I'm like, so why is this? But I also think a lot of their follow up singles of this were pretty bad. Yeah, like, I do I think, think that's, this I think is that's true. like better, better like, like it this comes is a later. lot better than like, photographs.
0: Ugh, they're awful, yeah. No, th- those are bad songs. Like, yeah. this is not a bad song, this is like a classic, like, early 2000s, like, you know, song where you There's, like, the production's, you know, it's all distortion and vocals. Like, there's not, like, it's just, like, a Mm -hmm. song of its time. So maybe the biggest end of this song is that it
2: just gave Nickelback enough credit and name recognition where some truly terrible songs, I'm guessing, became number ones, or at least were in the top 100 for future
0: years. I mean, the album after this, which had, like, Photograph and all those songs, like, was on the Billboard was on the album chart i remember because i started following it this time like just never went away like and the songs were everywhere and like i think that that's why like they became such like a malign band because they were literally like you couldn't escape them um whereas at this time like you know you could hear the song played along with like blink 182 or like some 41 or creed and it it just kind of like they weren't as like they didn't stand out from the rest so, I'm looking
2: ahead a bit here because I got curious.
0: Yeah. So, this is this is the only
2: rock sign from one, right? And the of the yeah. number ones, I mean. Yeah. And then the next one to hit number one, I'm going year by year and I haven't found one yet. And I'm in
0: this might be the last. I was trying in 2004. to find It truly really might be the last.
2: I think there's got to be something, right?
0: I'll we'll have to look this up.
2: So Carrie Underwood in 2005 is the closest oh. I've found.
0: Well, as, as we're looking that up, so that's less last, right? So 2001 to me, very, you know, kind of looking back at everything before we get to our top fives, I think it's distinctive for multiple reasons. I think for whatever reason, not, not for whatever reason, but, you know, it is true, at least for me, like that, like for whatever reason, 9-11 was so impactful in a lot of ways. And even in, in the area of music, it was impactful. Like there are songs from this period I associate with that period. And um, but it's interesting, like, because I think we acknowledge that like you know, RB and hip hop have kind of fused gradually, and like you hear it a lot in this period. Um you hear like a lot of I don't know, I think in general, like the big thing from this year is just like that hip-hop is continuing to like emerge as like the like central sound in so much of this you know even with like mary j blige even with j-lo even with destiny's child like it's there um and you know everything else is kind of like yeah nickelback or even alicia keys like it's it sticks out but not because it's like representative it's just like it stands out for other reasons Mm -hmm. So it's it's very interesting to kind of see how it's evolving. Any other final observations before we get to her? Our- no, I think I agree with you. I think it's just as kind of a looking ahead to
2: these lists for actually are tough. I think we we've gotten to the point where it's just so hard to differentiate for me nostalgia and actual song quality in terms of like if I'm just trying to rank like or even not even, not even so hard to differentiate, but like. Trying to figure out how much do I want to differentiate in my top fives. Like I kind of want to embrace the nostalgia because so many of these songs, like you said, are tied to such specific memories and and yeah. really forming deep connections with them because of your own experience at the time
0: with them. Yeah, I think it's good to embrace it, right? Yeah. All right, top. Okay, um, I'll I'll, go I'll, first. I'll start. Or I'll do go. you want to start? I want to start because I feel like my list is a little. Okay. Foreign. i
2: don't know maybe not well let me let me just knock them out all right because i know we're trying to keep it short i'm gonna run through like a million honorable mentions no six honorable mentions really six quickly. honorable mentions really quickly just throw okay. them out there Fine. only time by enya i was shocked oh at how pretty it was i like obviously i knew the song but i was like oh that's a song
0: sugar. it's worth mentioning i read recently that that is a song that was specific not, not, i mean it's a pretty song but like it was so tied to 9-11 Oh, it became big after 9-11 because it represented like for a lot of people like the like mood. Gotcha. Yeah, I can hear
2: that. I can hear that. But okay. Uh, drops of Jupiter I threw on there. Um, They're all honorable mentions. Yeah, all honorable mentions. The song I remember like that was the big school bus song for me. Like the long school bus. I feel like they played on the radio every single day for a long time. Yeah. On the way back from school, um, and I always thought it was really pretty. Uh, Follow me by Uncle Cracker. Was a song that going into this year, I was sure that would be a top five song no matter what. This is is probably the first song I remember calling my favorite song. Uh, and another in the weird list of like totally different songs that like when I heard it hit me really hard. I heard that I was like, oh my god, this is incredible, and I wanted to still throw it up there for nostalgia reasons, but I didn't because it just I thought it wasn't that good when I heard it again. Weird. Detroit guy like just like Kid Rock, Uncle Cracker being Detroit putting on a total southern persona out of nowhere. Yeah. Um Fallen almost made the cut. Angel almost made the cut. Uh and then Thank You by Dido almost made the cut. Another song I think is maybe I should have stuck it at number five. Um okay, but getting my actual list. Number five, did not expect this to make it. And then her really liked it was uh If you're gone by Matchbox One.
0: All right, I'm gonna find because I need to remember what that that's called. If you're gone, this was an empire. Now I'm relaxed. I can't be sure.
1: And I think it's so mean. I think we should try. Maybe it's time to come home. There's an awful lot of breathing, but I can hardly move.
0: Yeah, it was on the radio.
2: Yeah, I like it. I, like I said, didn't expect, I think just like our conversation with Lana last year, I had the like Matchbox 20, Third Blind, Three Doors Down. Um, all the, they all like blend together from names and songs. And then this exercise has made me realize that Matchbox 20 is like a of, at least in my mind, I want to listen more of them that. Thank you. Much. Um, uh, number four, uh, Hit em Up Style by Blue Cantrell. I was waiting for that.
0: Blue Cantrell.
1: Classic for all the lies you told. This is what you're okay. When women wanna get fucked wild, just go back and hit em up style. Get your hands on fashion, spend until the last time for all the hot time
0: Why does that stand out? Uh I find
2: I just find it first off. I find it so catchy like i hear it, i always want to sing along with it every single time which is interesting because my first memory of this song was when this came out there was one other i had one other friend in school and my head is fourth grade or maybe it's fifth grade that also liked the song so it's kind of a connection between just the two of us and i could for some reason even though i love the song i could never ever remember the melody even though once i heard it it was stuck in my head for like the rest of the day if I hadn't heard it that day, I just like couldn't come up with it. So I'd ask her like every day, like sing me She was giving me like the first two notes. I am like, okay, now I got it. But somebody, So it's a weird song. And I honestly, I don't think that's ever been true with another song for me where it's like, I hear it. It's stuck like in my head, I find it so catchy. And then I can't, right. like, I can't come up with it unless I've heard it. And so I, I don't know. It's just yeah. a very distinct memory of this song, but I still, I just think it's very fun. And it's, you know, it's just it's a, a, weird fun, song, I yeah, a message you don't hear all the time. It's just like, oh, he's cheating. All right. Like. You know like get back at him here's how you're gonna do it um i don't know i just i enjoy it uh number three miss jackson don't need to hear again but I already said my whole piece about it great song yeah number two i had to get in before you i feel like this got in your top five uh ride with me
0: i'll get um, i'll get to that i'll say we'll it's find not out on top, so, oh okay okay but, uh yes prediction. uh it, it's a it's a it's a Travesty, it took us this long to address Nelly at this period. <laughs> I think Lil Nas X owes a debt to Nelly.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I hear it, but I
2: haven't from Old Time Red Yeah. Or just it's
0: like, you know, guitar. Oh, country like, grammar. Singing. Yeah, yeah, okay. slight.
2: No, no, how do you say that? I just I have never thought of it. Um yeah, uh Nelly was very kind of uh what's, like but very like uh revelationary for me when I heard him because I had, even though I had already been listening to things like Shaggy, mainly Shaggy, I guess, I basically hadn't like found any rap that I had liked at the time. And for me, a lot of the things, I mean, a lot of the songs I enjoyed at the time had a bunch of rap in them or like a rap verse or whatever it might be. But this is the first artist where I was just like, oh, this is a rapper and I really like him. And I think this song in particular kind of like opened my eyes where it's like, Oh, like rap can have such like a chill like rap can be chill which i think i didn't realize at the time i was very kind of ignorant um yeah. but it's like very like laid-back flow and it just really resonated yeah. with me for some reason uh and obviously i still think it's a great song it's kind of
0: number two I'm glad, um I'm glad, well i'll say so i don't have to talk about it when i talk about nelly being in my top uh 10 but i think i think i'm glad that i think nelly's getting now like more more recognition as being like a transformative artist for a lot of people and I think for some of the reasons you mentioned like he bridged the gap between like pop music and like you know getting people Mm -hmm. to listen to rap music even though like this is not this is so much more of a pop song than a rap song Um, yeah but yeah this is like such a crossover and it definitely like fuses the genres in a way that's great and yeah I mean yeah at the time too Millie was maybe my favorite artist and it was definitely an artist that you know, other friends we were listening to. And um, I think the song in particular was like a song that everyone loved. And going back and listening to it, I was like, is this gonna like still be like something I enjoy? And it was like, it's still a great song. Yeah, and like Him of Style is another song. So maybe
2: this is a artificially promoted song stream, but this is another song where I had like a very specific connection with one other friend. In this case, it was a fourth grade and we were talking about the song connecting, or we're both liking the song, and that the thing, the, the like the flashball memory I have is him, uh, is him making fun of me because I thought peeps meant parents. I think it was it was either the song or his other songs. Nelly and Sam, I can't remember if that word actually makes sense the song. I thought peeps meant parents, but I got back at him because he thought dough meant bread. <laughs> so oh no, he thought dough meant drugs, and I knew it meant money. So. It was like uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like overstep. He's like overguessing.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, you think you're like, so smart. must be it's like,
0: you know, it's And I think
2: it was even like he found out. I thought peace and parents, and it, like he was making fun of me. And then I was like,
0: oh yeah. Then what does
2: Dome mean? <laughs> like I think I even like came back to the thing he was wrong. And I thought. Yeah. Um, and then my number one. I feel like you have to know this is coming since it, it make it. I tried to like not necessal- nostalgic in the way, but by far my favorite band of the early two thousands e six with tears to the night all
0: right i forgot that was on the charts but
2: oh man i was like how do you know how to keep up are or... you cool
0: with
1: yeah. just tonight is it just to all those
0: So this one. is still your number one.
2: Yeah. So like I said, I tried, tried to separate nostalgia as much as, or at least a bit. But for me, it's just you write this song, another one. The moment I heard it, I was like, oh my god, this is incredible. Like changing. Uh, Eve Six was very. I mean, it was, it was my favorite band probably from about 2002 to college, like start of college. So it lasted a long time. You know, I was always defending this song. It's like they said, "Song in the Blender Song," messer, one-hit wonder. But I was like, "No, this is it. Right, this is this, this is it." Um, and this is like kind of an ongoing thing for me. Like when I get really into a band, it's very hard for my favorite song of that band not to come from the first album I heard by them. So it's mm-hmm. like, this is I think this that's true is for a lot of people. Yeah, probably. But like I guess it's a, what's it like like primacy effect is very strong with me with music. It's like first song I hear and get into like. It's gonna be hard to top that even if like everyone's like if their later work like the is not the, that's true for um but yeah i still like i listened again i was trying to separate nostalgia and i was like no this is still like a really pretty song the background beat is pretty boring i'll like i'll grant that but i just i really enjoy the the vocals and and uh the lyrics um i'm a sucker for anything that's like a love song but with like kind of a novel message it's like you don't have many like Love songs written about like one night stands or or maybe you doing, I can't think of many examples, but I like those ones where it's like if you just listen to the kind of the vibe, it just feels like a generic ballad, but it's it's like yeah. kind of telling a story more so than a lot of the similar songs. And I think the bridge is just incredible, which I feel like is lacking in a lot of the kind of like these type of like alt-rock bands ballads that? like they'll have a catchy like chorus but everything else is very creative you're calling out crazy you're calling but out like
0: crazy. You're calling crazy town <laughs>
2: but yeah you don't need to hear me That's... wax more poetic about Eve 6 but very we'll influential get to the, me and the, I still like this
0: spin-off Eve 6 podcast <laughs> <laughs> um, Go for yeah that. all right I'll just quickly mention a few uh and, and yeah, I, I did the same thing too, where it's like, I tried to separate myself a little bit because these are my top five, like now, you know, if I'm mm, mm. listening to it now, like at the time I'd probably put like Nelly further up top. I would put some other songs further up top. Uh, a few, just three quick honorable mentions that I want to mention. I put Bootylicious as one of my honorable mentions just cause I really enjoy it now. Lady Marvelad is also an honorable mention again for reasons we talked about just being like a perfect pop song and ride with me is number six barely missing the cut for some reasons we talked about all right number five so fresh so clean by outcast nice. cooler than freddie jackson sipping a milkshake in a snowstorm that i so warm in the dorm room at the au we blew hay two athletes might cake you but you must have been mistaken with them statements that you make huh? Yeah, I remember, I mean, this song was especially at the time, like where, whereas Miss Jackson was everywhere and everyone loved the song, the song was obviously still really big but I, I just remember hearing this song and being like, this is the coolest, like, these guys are the coolest people ever, this is the coolest <laughs> song like, and this is, you know, kind of more straight, like like, to me, this represents Outkast sound as much as anything because it's like, it's a hip-hop song, but it still brings in these, like, classic, like funk soul influences um but i just remember you know hearing this at the time like it's like oh this is the coolest song i ever you know like it just seemed like these guys are the coolest people in music probably um, would have
2: made my list if i didn't have a rule against or a semi hard fast rule
0: about same artists appearing twice in the top well you'll be you'll be glad <laughs> to hear that number four is outcast jackson fact <laughs> to I, I i couldn't even i couldn't i couldn't uphold that rule here um you don't need to have that role. Jackson That's just have to role on the list it just it had to be um and i was debating between you know which of those two songs i would put higher but i think this jackson just stands out a little bit more number three again listening to it from this year's from current here's my top five right now number three is izzo by jay-z but blueprint. Cheesy my easy, keep my arms so breezy. Can't leave rap alone, the game needs me.
1: Haters want me clap the chrome, it ain't easy. Cops wanna knock me, D A wanna box me yet But somehow I beat them charges like Rocky. H to the is O, B to the is A. Not guilty.
0: He who does not feel me, is not real to me. So i first I'll say, I mean, in terms of hip hop albums and hip hop artists. Jay Z to me is maybe my favorite hip hop artist. Honestly, him and Outkast are maybe one A one B for me. And and the Blueprint is probably my favorite hip hop album. This from from you know which the song was on just because a this is an early production from Kanye West. It's like his style, you know. It's bringing the Jackson Five sound. Um, and this is really I mean this is kind of like it was almost like a mission statement for Jay Z like being like you know, that he's the greatest. This is such like a big like moment for him in his career, and mm-hmm. it's just, it's such a well-done song in so many different respects. Um, and it's a song that like, I remember hearing at the time, but you know I can appreciate more, I think, listening to it now. Speaking of a song that I can definitely say was not my favorite song when it came out. In fact, maybe I did, maybe I would have said I disliked the song when it came out. Listening back to it, I can say this is a brilliant song, is number two. Missy Elliot, get your freak on. Hello. People
1: sing around, yes. now people gather
0: round, yes. now people jump around. Go,
1: get your freak on. Go, 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 get your freak on. People you know, yes. me and Timolame High since 20 years ago. Yes. What the dealer yo, now what the drilly yo. Yes. If you wanna battle meeting, let me know. Yes.
0: I mean it's just it's just such a weird song like in so many different like it's like you this is Rolling Stone magazine recently did their I don't know if you saw this read did their top 500 songs of all time yeah I'm very gradually trying to listen and, to it yeah. yeah and like they put the song in the top 20 I think like which you know maybe is a bit much like even for the song but like Oh, you said top 500 songs they
2: released? Yeah. Oh, I haven't
0: seen that list. Yeah, they redid it. And like, this is in the top 20. I mean, and this is a song that like so many critics will put as like the top songs of, you know, of its era. Yeah. And and I get it because it's just, it's such a weird, like, like the Indian influences, like the weird, like, you know, the drumming, the kind of, you know, Eastern sound drumming, like the, you know, repetitive chorus that, there's still other little elements that come up. I mean, it's just such a weird song that speaks to, like, why Miss Elia is so great and why Timbaland is so great, especially at this time. Like, it just, like, I, I think the more I listen to them, the more I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, I get why this song specifically is, like, considered, like, her masterpiece by so many people. So, you know, at the time, again, when this song was out in one, I thought it was so annoying. I thought it was, like, so weird and just it didn't resonate at all. I don't know if you would feel the same way, but I no, I I had I remember liking this song at the time and I still like it a lot now, but I don't know. Maybe I should listen closer because it's is a really good song I should it's a weird, weird more. song. Number one. Uh I I, I I had this originally number one and I was like trying to find any excuse not to put it number one. <laughs> number one is fallen by Alicia Keys. Nice. I to think it's the best song on the list. I think it's a timeless song so we don't need to play any more of that it's a good song can't go wrong with falling as number one
2: right. i always shocked "Fallen" was the one i was most shocked not making my top five
0: because it's everywhere i get it so with that we are done 2001 we need to we need to do these more quickly yeah this one was my fault. 2021 or 2022 so hopefully we'll be back sooner for 2002 yeah it's gonna have to be after my exam so we'll see why not man
1: i'm coming for that number
0: one spot all right rappers <laughs> swearing